Have you ever had a day when you just could not? Have you ever wondered why you work so hard and try so hard and nothing ever changes no matter what you do? I'm Connie Jones and I've been there too. And on the Warrior Arise podcast, we talk about how to get the breakthrough you need to live your best life and soar in next level success. It's a battle, but victory and prosperity are our inheritance. Let's take this promised land together. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Warrior Arise podcast. I'm your host, Connie Jones, and I am super excited. I know I say that every time, but I am really, truly super excited for you to meet this week's um, this week's guest. And um, it, her name is Therese Skelly, and she is she is whip smart. She's funny. She's fiercely devoted, um, and she takes a stand stand for her clients' brilliance. Um, Therese mentors mission driven leaders and entrepreneurs globally who are ready to bust shame, clear blocks, and live their best life without apology. Through an intuitive process and her take-no-prisoners mama tea attitude, she helps her clients move past obstacles, holding them back from being truly happy, empowered, and free. Therese is a former therapist turned mentor who lives in Scottsdale, Arizona with her sweet pup, Murphy, and dotes on her two grown boys, Danny and John. When she isn't working with clients or cooking up a storm in the kitchen, you can find her on the road on the back of her boyfriend's motorcycle, living life to the fullest. And welcome, Therese. We're so happy to have you. Thank you, my dear. I'm delighted to be here. Yes. Well, I, like I said, I'm super excited because you and I are like two peas in a pot. And actually, we just met not too long ago. Uh, we were in um, introduced to each other through um, mutual connections and but you and I are both therapists, former therapists, who are now coaches, and we do almost the exact same work. I know we have our own little, um, you know, we have our own niches and our own way of doing things. And so, you know, it, it, we, everybody's different and, and unique in their way, um, but it's so fun to meet another exactly, person. Who- exactly. Though you do have... You do have the coolest accent, I gotta say. Just, <laughs> I have to say, I, I love the accent. So well, thank you. Know, got that well, on me. There's not much. I'd have a. I'd have to have a lot of training to um to do something about that. So <laughs> I just I just go with this. Keep you know? it. Just keep it. Yep, yep. Uh, so but it's fun you. to meet somebody that's like kindred. Like when we had our connection call, it was like what? What? Oh my god! And yes. then now we now we find out we have the dog love. We're animal lovers. I I was just oh about to say that because when I read your intro and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like you see your animals as your kids and that's me. Yep. So, <laughs> so even better. We are two, two peas in a pod. It's so, so good. So well, we heard your introduction, but we want to hear, we want to hear it from you. We want to hear about more about who you are and, and, and what you're passionate about putting out in the world. Um, but before we do that, we want to hear, I want to, I want you to share a little bit about like who you really are and how you, what has impacted you? What have been some of those experiences that have impacted you that have shaped who you are? It's a great question. You know, I feel, I'm just going to start, uh, trauma, <laughs> trauma has impacted me. You know, there's a reason we could become therapist. And for me, Connie, Connie, I was raising a really dysfunctional, just like, I look back and go, Oh Lordy. I like, I was, I was a feral child. I was like raised by crazy wolves. And, <laughs> and so the overcoming of shame, the overcoming of, you know, not feeling, not owning my value. It's really set me up. Well, obviously I was a therapist for a reason, right? But it set me up and I didn't even know those things, right? Because I, my, a lot of kids that grow up in situations like I did, they 
develop problems with drugs or alcohol or mental illness. Well, I was the good girl. I was the opposite. You know, I was, I was, I was like, I'll do it. I was a perform oh, good hell. I was the performer and I mastered it. And it wasn't until I was like, like 45 that the, you know, beautiful mentor of mine was like, you know, you're always on. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Go to hell, buddy. Like, what are you talking about? But then I realized the whole weekend, everything I did, I was in this retreat, everything I did was to get attention, to, not, not in a like needy way, but to like, I'll be the funniest, the cutest, the smartest, the teacher's pet. I'll be the most helpful. I'll be the... And so my whole life became about this persona because I wasn't valued. I wasn't nurtured. I wasn't cared for. So um, it's been quite a journey. Like it's just been like... Oof. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so when you, you know, did you realize it? And, and it's so funny. I, now I'm understanding we even have that in common. Yeah, like right. that was, yeah, yeah. That was like, my life oh. too. I was that high achiever performer. So did you, you know, did you realize it? Did you even like, at what point did you, did you realize like, I'm not really being me? Yeah. Well, the first, my first introduction to Cause I didn't know, you know, when you're in it, you're just in it. Right. You're and just surviving. You're just 100%. I was 18 years old. I was in college and a person came in and spoke about ACA, which is adult child of alcoholics syndrome or, or, and there was a checklist. Right. And I, I, yeah, my parents were alcoholics. There was, there was all kinds of abuse and all these things, but like, yeah, who wasn't an alcoholic in the family? You know, we're Irish. Like there's a lot of alcoholics. Right. And so, so it never like, okay, yeah, but I'm fine. And blah, blah, blah. But when I did that checklist, it was the first, like, what, wait, what, you know, like waiting for their shoe to fall inability to play, like, like whatever the, I was, I was like, oh my God. And so that was 18 at 18. That kind of started my personal growth journey. And then it wasn't till like, oh, I'm now I'm in a relationship. Ah, more triggers. Like, like, like with each new thing, there were more things that I had to uncover. And then, then you go to, you know, when I was a therapist and I know you did this too, then you have to go to therapy to be, you know, like, like every good therapist should go to therapy. And then it was like, oh, sweet Jesus, <laughs> I don't have a chance. And, and so, 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 but it was good. Like I would, I would do a layer. And then my clients would like one week later be doing the same layer. And I'm like, thank God I'm a week ahead. You know. What I mean? <laughs> so it's just been, and it's just layers, even as last week, you know, and I'm in my sixties last week. I'm like, what? That's still there. It's so it's an ongoing journey of understanding and reclaiming what was lost, reclaiming what was taken or damaged. So that it's the both. It's the, it's the discovery. And then like, yeah, but I'm not going to keep that there. I'm going to, I'm going to get to who I am supposed to be in the world. That's it. And you know, it, it is, we are stolen from, we are robbed. We're robbed of our, you know, we are born to be, I, I talk about this all the time. We're born to be um, uh, this, this unique purpose, passion-fueled, purpose-driven, you know, impactful, brilliant person. And, and with our own little bit of magic. And, but that's stolen from us early on in our painful, disappointing experiences that happen. And when we receive those messages about who we are and what our value is and who, you know, who we're not and what's not available to us and what life is going to be, then we receive that as truth. And then we live out of that filter for years and years and years until we realize that what has that, those mindsets that have allowed us to survive up to this point and the 
patterns of behavior, like what you're talking about, have allowed you to survive and even succeed to a certain degree are now not allowing you to thrive. Because, so what was the breakdown? What was the, because in every story, there's some sort of, um, you know, maybe a physical, mental, emotional breakdown, or there may be, you know, just a realization. What was that moment where you just realized, oh my gosh, like I'm like, I have been stolen from and I'm going to take this back. I'm going to reclaim the life that I... Oh, there were multiples. Um, A big first breakdown was I was married. I was probably 28. I think I'd been married one year. And I discovered a repressed sexual abuse memory. And it rocked my marriage because, you know, that like I was really... I had no idea. Traumatized. Just really. And that was a realization because I knew that I lived in chaos. I knew that both parents were alcoholics. But to be like... Oh, and that happened? What? I was a child and I was sexually beat. Like, what? And so I became, it took a lot of years. Like, it's, it, it, to, to unpack all that, like, it, that, that was the existential crisis. Like, that was just like, how do I now make sense of this being around? Like, oh, good God. Now that happened, you know, like, like, and I got through that and, and Kanye became fierce. And as I got older, because I was still in the marriage, but as I got out of the marriage, I got divorced eventually. It was like, I'm going to reclaim my sexuality. You're not going to keep that from me. Like I, I became, and it became really important to me because I had so much shame around that piece of me that I just, I'm just like, yeah, no. And, and it was, it was, you know, there's been other things, but that was like, that was like, I'm on a mission and I, I love helping women like be, have fun, have sex, like, like, because it's a part of you. And it was, my innocence was taken. It, it colored my whole world. And so that became a reclaiming that, um, I'm proud to say I have achieved quite well today. Right. Like, and it, it's such a soulful piece to have back because I used to feel so defective in that area. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. When we're, when we believe lies and we're, and we're stolen from it, that's what happens. We, you know, it's just a, it's desolation in that area until in, in, um, in destruction until we reclaim it and get the healing. Um, so good for you. So, so bring us like to, from the, from the healing and from being a therapist and like, how did you, what's the, how did you uh, move along that journey in your own healing and then into discovering what your real passion is and your true purpose, what you're doing today. How'd that happen? I was blessed. I was married. I had, uh, I had a practice, a therapy practice, practice is very different than a business. Right. And I also, I also, in my world, I went, what I meant by that is I could, cause I had small kids, I could just work part-time. So it was more of like, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was just a little practice. And I had this this intuitive, this medical intuitive healer that I would go to. And she'd say, you know, you're going to be doing something else. Right. And I was like, oh, what? And she's like, and I would go every year and she's like, you know, something else is coming. And I'm like, oh my God, I love therapy. And I literally could never imagine anything grander than doing therapy. Yeah. And she one day said, it's like, you have this little, little nest and people come in and they, and then, but you're leaving the nest. Yeah. And then I got, then, so in 2001, I went to life coaching school, but it, you know, from therapy to life coaching, that's not really a big leap, right? That's like sure. different questions, basically exactly. different focus, you yeah. know, but the same skills apply. And then, and then, so, so then I started doing some speaking and, you know, some like a little bit bigger, a little bigger. And then one day, Connie, this is, this is like the coolest story because it's the first time I remember 
like my soul guiding me and my head going, okay. And so I had gone to like a networking event and back in 2001, I showed up a networking event. They didn't have a lot of them. And I said, I'm a coach. And they'd say, what, golf or tennis? Yeah. Because 20 years ago, there was not the proliferation of coaches, right? And so then because then I got on a newsletter and back then it was like, this company had a newsletter. It was like, wow, you know, like everything. This was like, again, we're in the dinosaur days. And so in the newsletter, there was an ad for business coaches wanted. Now, here's what you have to know. I have a master's degree in counseling and I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. I was a prison guard. Like I, <laughs> I, yeah. I never worked in business in my life. And yet my soul is having my fingers on the keyboard, applying to be business coach. My head is going, what? A way? <laughs> and my fingers finish the application within two days. I'm a business coach. Yeah. And so that was, that was so pivotal because from that one decision, everything, like literally, that, I can say that is the most important decision. Like obviously having children, it was a nice one, you know, but, but in terms of moving me, because I would have just, I would have, I would have stayed in a, in a dysfunctional marriage. I would have never played big. I would have just been a woman taken care of by a husband with money, stayed, stayed stuck. But that one decision, like that really turned me inside out because I was playing safe and small. I was a therapist. Everybody understood what a therapist does. It's easy. There's no, but now I'm exposed to high, high dreaming entrepreneurs. I'm exposed to spiritual people. I mix those people with vision and I grew, outgrew my husband. So my marriage ended. I outgrew a lot of my friends. So my friendships changed. And suddenly I'm hanging out with people and I'm like, holy shit. And I had to, I had to catch up. And so the next piece of this is the owning the value piece. Because while I had mad skills back in the day, I also had the chip on my shoulder of like, well, I was only a therapist. You might have had that too. Oh, I don't know. totally. <laughs> well, I, you know, and I, I have people who ask about that all the time. Like, how, why are you like, what, what, why business coaching now in when you've been, aren't, aren't you, are, what are you doing? Are you doing therapy? <laughs> are you doing life coaching? Are you doing business coaching? Like, what do you do? You know? And so, yeah, yes. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> I do all of it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, it's all together. Yes. Yeah. But that was, that was, you, that was... you, you go along with how you're growing and what is, as you're, you know, and I always love, um, I don't even know who said this, but, and, I, and I'll let you finish your story. Um, the areas that you have breakthrough in are the areas that you have anointing in. And so I just, I just see it as, you know, the areas that, like, yes, I had a journey of 20 years of counseling of my own and had tons of inner healing and freedom and breakthrough, you know, helps others get that. We'll always help others get that. Have written a book about it. We'll do continuous courses and retreats about that. Then life coaching, that was, you know, I changed, completely transformed my life through life coaching. Um, completely, and then completely transformed my business and the way that I see things and, the, and the, the purpose and the passion and the vision in my life has completely transformed. And now I love helping other visionaries just like you do the business coaching. And so all of it, it's so fun to be able to ha not have limits, isn't it? And to be able to have help others with breakthrough in the areas that you've gotten breakthrough. I love how you said it's your anointing. Yeah. I love that. That's because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, again, I'm really a, a big, the word shame is in my vocabulary because I'm a shame buster, right? And, and so many people have, oh, but I went through that. Who would hire me? Oh, like I dealt with that. And I'm like, 
And you, no, 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 you've got to go through that. Those were the gifts. Those were yours, right? And I always say, I got to go through the abuse. I got to go through a bankruptcy. I got to, I was blessed to go through that, be on the other side so that it, it it's of service to somebody else. It actually happened for you to move you out of what felt safe and comfortable and familiar to grow you into what was next for you. And, and it's so hard to see. I've been there too. It's so hard to see those in the, that in those moments, you know? Ah. But then to be able to help other, there's nothing more rewarding, like you said, to be able to help other people through that. So finish what you were saying. I'm so sorry. I didn't, I just get excited about this. Oh, I know. No, no, you know, like, like when I healed sufficiently that sexual abuse that I could work with a client. And I remember having, remember the moment, because of course I'd probably had had sexual abuse clients before, but it was, I read the book, The Courage to Heal. I was basically, you know, reciting what she said. I was doing it from, from a clinical perspective. And the first time I sat with a woman, who had discovered abuse, I literally could say, I know what this is. And it was a completely different position. It was, it was, I'm not a therapist doing this to you. I'm a soul on the journey walking with you because I've been their sister. And there is nothing more powerful than that. And so, so like, like that was because it was a few years, obviously. And it was, it was like, when I had that moment, I was like, thank you, God. Ooh, oof, I would do this again to be able to be of service to that woman right there. And, and so my bankruptcy, I, and I'm super transparent in my business. I will tell about, like, I just put a post on Easter because it was Easter recently. And I just put a post about 2021 was a year that almost killed me because of some family stuff. And my son was really ill. And I shared about how I struggled and how I dealt with it and how I, how I coped with it. Because I think for me and you as leaders in this, we don't want to do the Photoshopped. Everything's great version. There's a lot of that crap out there. I want people to say, wow, you can feel broken. You can break. You can stop. And there's still purpose and you keep going and you share it and there's no freaking shame about it. It's just part of what you have agreed to do on the journey. And so I'm all about transparency because, you know, if I say, yeah, last year was really hard. My income dropped. I, you know, I didn't know how I was going to manage. People can go, me too. Wow. I'm not alone. Like she keeps going. Look at her. Like that. I think that's the magic when we share our stories it empowers and enables others to go, wow. Okay. Okay. All right. We can do it. Right? Absolutely. Yes. That we have, you know, and I always say the the breakdown has to happen for the breakthrough, you know? And so, you know, if we didn't have breakdowns, we wouldn't have breakthroughs. And so, <laughs> you know, and, and, and it really is about turning obstacles into opportunities. And that's exactly what you're talking about. And so it's us, it's us doing it and then helping our clients do it along the way as we do shepherding souls. Like you said, it's, I love that. You know, it's yeah, shepherding yeah. souls. So I, I, I'm just so passionate about it. Um, so how, then, so then when, from the, um, the time that you, you know, your soul led you to uh, hit the keyboard and you were business coaching, like, what did it look like from there? And how did that transition happen? Because that's a tough, I've been through that, that transition. Tough one. Oh my Actually gosh. still, still somewhat going through that transition in some ways. Cause I still, I still do um, a little bit of all three. I've got different programs for all three. And so, you know, and so people still get confused. Okay, well, what, you know? What yeah. You, oh, I know. It's very that, schizophrenic. Yeah. So I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what was hard because as a therapist, so I started 
account. A, I couldn't own my value. So let's just put that out there. B, I had a shit ton of money issues, right? So yeah, that, all right? the money right. mindsets that lack stuff. And, and most, uh, honestly, as therapists, because we're helpers and we have the gift of compassion and mercy, that, that was one of the biggest things for me too, is to have, is to overcome that and to feel like, okay, as a therapist, I'm still serving and I'm still serving in my purpose and I'm a servant to others, but that doesn't mean I have to be poor and broke. And, and I'm doing nobody any good by continuing to stay here, then I'm not leveling them up either to let them continue in that mindset because you're going to draw to you what you have or what you are, you know? In the beginning, so, that was the conflict, right? Because I would, I would, for a while I was doing both. So I would, I would have my therapy office and I would go and charge $75 an hour or whatever my thing was. And this was years ago. And then I would have coaching and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to charge more. Coaching's more, you know? And, and I was so, and I was like, we'll each or an hour. (laughs) And I had such a hard time wrapping around. And each you're bringing your wisdom and your brilliance. So much so. But I, you know, I started when I was a therapist, I started a community mental health agency and it was like, could you pay $8 for that hour? I have a master's degree. I've got loads of student loans, but could you I know. Yeah. I'm $130,000 in student loan debt, but I'm making uh, $75 an hour getting 30% of that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was paid. So, so in the beginning I was doing the both. Um, and this is a funny story. So you, you understand what a borderline personality client is obviously. So I was doing the both. I was going back and forth and I was having, building my little coaching practice. And I had like one remaining therapy client. And as therapists, I will just say, we're trained to be neutral. We're trained not to, we're not supposed to like, oh, well, my son had a hard day. How are you? Like, we're not supposed to, you know, we're kind of like blank slate and you know this, I'm just talking to your listeners. So we're supposed to be, we're, we're kind of supposed to keep our stuff out of it. And I had this borderline client who just one day I just snapped. I literally snapped because she was in the you know, you're not doing anything right. You're not listening. Blah, 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 blah. And, and I, I kind of lost it. I, kinda, <laughs> I, I was inappropriate. Like I'm not justifying it, but I was so sick of like, like the spirit was telling me like, you need to go, you need to go like drop the clients. Like, like it's time to get out of the therapy, just do the coaching. But I was like, my mom was alive and she loved that I was a therapist. Like she didn't understand what coaching was. She's like, oh, my daughter's a therapist. She could talk about that. I have a master's degree. And, and, that, and that was know again. therapy. They don't know coaching. Exactly. And so for my mother, the externals, like, see, look at the achievements. That was my mother's gig. And this one day, I, ju- I literally started screaming at this class therapy class. She was doing all of them. And, and I'm just like, like, that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right wow, yeah, I'm done. And it was messy, but that's what it took for me to say, this is gross. I don't want to do this anymore. And so what ended up happening is I let my therapy license go. That was such a big, who am I without this external qualifying paper thing, right? That was a big deal. Well, and disappointing people. 100%, my mother. And it was like, it literally the head voice was, what would your mother say? And then I have to get into it doesn't matter what your mother's going to say. What do you desire? And so when again, was- you felt called and we, you know, when we don't listen to that calling, we're in prison in ourselves, we're in bondage and we're not really helping ourselves or anybody else because we're, it's like staying in a bad marriage. I don't mean that. I don't mean that for people listening. I don't mean that you know, therapy is a bad thing. I love therapy. I love counseling. I still have a counseling practice. I still do some counseling. But my point is, is when you feel called to something else, even if it's 
a combination of still using the counseling. I still use my counseling in my coaching, you know, but I just call it something else and I'm doing it a different way. I'm doing it in a way that feels aligned with who I am and the, and the journey that I've walked through and the thing that I want to help people break free from. And I just feel like it's just another whole level of breakthrough and freedom. Well, I know it is. I don't think it is. I know it is. I know it works (laughs) because I've experienced it. But, but when you, but you're right, when you stay, when you try to keep yourself in a smaller place or a place that is, um, that, that you're not being called to anymore, um, even if it's a wonderful place that for fear of disappointing people or for just fear of whatever, um, then there, nobody gets anything out of that. Well, look how I acted. I, mean, right. I lost my and mind. You end up doing harm. Right. I was. And, and, and so I didn't want to disappoint the client. I didn't want to, disp- and, and, and it's really, Connie, I know you know this. It's about at the end of the day, who are you choosing? Are you choosing yourself and to honor yourself? Are you choosing to honor the commitments or the obligations that are like old commitments? And so I let that go. Um, I ended up getting, I started working in pe- in a couple of people's coaching companies. So I was, I became like a, a associate coach. And that was one experience was good and bad, um, ended badly. Now the couple other experiences were really good. I got phenomenal mentoring. Like I developed mad skills. Then I, then I went on to my own, but what I realized is I still wasn't owning my value and I would have my peers. And and what it was is I was only there. I had a story, silly, silly me. I had a story that business coaches should know about business, right? Or, or they should have worked in business or had, worked an in, yes. or, had some or corporate some... business or some <laughs> formal training or something. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it wasn't until I met a, a, a colleague, her name is Molly, who we actually did some work, like so we did a summit together and some things together. And she had an MBA. She was a young executive. And then she started her small business and went, holy shit, it doesn't transfer. The skills in the corporate world do not transfer. Like, whoa. And so even I'm like, oh, you had an MBA and you're dealing with the same things. Okay, let yourself off the hook. <clears throat> so that was an interesting So the journey for me has always been, how do you own your belt? And then along the way, how do you talk about what you do? So, so I have such affinity for heart-centered, mission-driven, service-based women. And because when you sell yourself as a product, ah, your stuff's going to fly, right? And so, so the challenge of how do you articulate, like, you know, you and I are in the transformation space. How the heck do we talk? Like, we know what copywriters are. We know what web design. Those, those are like commodities, if you will. They're concrete. What the heck is transformation? So talking about what you do, um, selling. Oh my gosh, I had, I, I, <laughs> I had such a hard time selling. So I got really good at it and develop developed mastery. I used to teach selling. I've got a fabulous program around selling because I, I know the inside out of selling and then the money piece and then owning the value, like all those pieces because I struggled for so long. And I'm like, oh, that's my magic. And then I developed more. Well, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll let you ask questions about that. It's still evolving, right? Yeah. Well, so I, I want to, let's just throw it out there because we're talking around it, but I want to hear like, just for our listeners' sake, like when we talk about like what is the difference <laughs> between uh, and from your because I've talked about it on other podcasts and um and I, I don't know that I've talked about it on my own podcast, but but it's time to start. Um, but um, but so what is the difference between in your mind how you see it because it's different for everybody in therapy, life coaching, business coaching. And in, in, in the context of the work that you do. 
Um, and let's see how aligned we are on that. I bet we are super aligned. <laughs> so what's so fascinating is I can't say that I do therapy now because I'm not licensed, but I do therapy every day. I, the, again, we call it now, we call it coaching or we call it mentoring or, or intuitive guide or whatever it is. Um, so, so when, when you think about therapy, what the, the best description I ever heard was therapy takes you to the past to figure out what was broken and to release that coaching takes you into the future to feel, figure out what you want to do and to step into that. Absolutely. But the way I do coaching is we still go into the past. We still go into the past. We, I, like, I, 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 I mean, I go into, because you, you got to understand those old stories to understand. and those, and those old to, survival patterns and so yes. much. So, 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 for, so the difference that I do today. So t- when I did therapy and I did it for like a lot of years and I had mad skills, but now I've added like the energy therapy pieces. Now I use my pendulum. Now I use intuition. Now I, I love the, and so it's not so much talking, it's going in and exploring like, wow, okay, you feel really scared. Where's that living in your body? Okay, trace that back. Ooh, that was when you're nine. I mean, I do a lot of parts work. I do inner child work. I do past life things all in service of, so it's kind of similar to therapy. And, you know, I think, I think sometimes with therapy, the, the emphasis, there's almost a, there's so much focus on brokenness and there's sometimes a payoff for people to, well, I can't do that because my mother did that to me, or I'm, I'm not able to do that because my father would. Whereas I do so much deeper, like kind of the retreats I've had with people. Like I have, I have people, you know, dropping in shame and doing this, like, like, like really, really diving in and doing the work so that they can move forward. Because, because there's, Sometimes when you do coaching, there's a, there's a goal, you know, there's the concept of moving away from pain and moving towards the desire. And sometimes when people go into therapy, they're like, I don't want to feel this anymore. Whereas coaching is more, I want to create that. So it's very similar in terms of the processes. It definitely um, is. But it attracts people, I think, that are, well, at least my people. Like if you're coming to me, we're going deep. Like, like there's a lot of people that want oh, to stay I'm the same surface. way. Yeah. Really? We're not going to yeah. play on that. You know, we're not doing just cognitive. Well, maybe you could talk about yourself. No, 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 no. We're not <laughs> suggesting um, ideas and strategies and formulas. Now, we do suggest strategies and formulas for business because we are growth strategists in business. But but we do it from a standpoint of intuitively and we help people understand. And I'm just speaking for you here and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I can imagine that this is what you do and this is what I do, that we help people connect with their own heart and what they in their passion and what they and their vision and learn to trust that and step into that and create that and then get out of those old blocks and stories that are holding them back and the the things that they're telling themselves that I could never do that. But, uh, you know, but you really can because it wouldn't be in you if you couldn't. (laughs) Bingo, bingo. That whole thing. So, so so, um, give me a a typical, like, um, give me something that you're really proud of that you've seen breakthrough. And I know you've got so many stories. I'm putting you on the spot here, but like, is there one that like, you just, uh, cause it is so fun to watch somebody who's got that bigger heart vision, that heart centered vision that they want to create in the world. And they really want to make that impact. I call them change makers. They want to make that impact. And they just, they don't know how to close that gap from where they are to where they really want to be. Um, if you got one that you, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't say, I won't say her name, but she came to me, um, a number of years ago and she had made $20,000 that month and she was wise enough to say, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. 
because I know me and I know I have this thing with money where it comes and goes because I know it. And so, so we went there and at the time she was engaged and she was, <laughs> and this is the opposite of, of therapy because you're not really supposed to give judgments. I'm like, oh, hell no. Like I'm, I'm very, right, yeah, I'm very yeah. like, well, that's coaching. Now that's what coaching gives you, gives us yes, so much, so much permission yes, to oh my say gosh. things that we yes. need to say yes, to move yes. forward. It, right, right. So this person was in, and she was engaged. And because I'm so intuitive, I can say, well, love, huh, this money thing, it's related to your, your fiance. What's the deal? Oh, well, he's got these money beliefs. But I said, okay, well, you're carrying that. You're taking that on. And I'm just like, well, dump his ass. Like, like you, you can never, like, so got her out of that relationship. And then she slowly started like sustainably making money, like keeping the money. And, but she was still doing it in very much a hustle grind. And so I'm a lot of the coaching is really funny at this level. Now, if you're working with newer people, there's more stuff, but when you're working with higher achievers, they already have a lot of stuff in place. So some of it is permission. There's a lot of permission. There's a lot of refining and like, well, how do you want to work? I'm anti-formula. I am like, no, don't give me a blueprint. I'll shoot you in the head if you try to put me in a box with a blueprint. And so for her, I remember this one time because she was really good at like, she could do a live speaking event and come back with 10 clients. Like she was magical at it. So she was doing really well. And this one time she got very sick. She was sick for like three weeks and she's freaking out about sales, freaking out like, oh my gosh, oh my God. And, and I'm like, can you trust God right here? Can you trust that if you honor your body and trust that where you're supposed to be is on your back right now, because you're, you're burning yourself, like you're sacrificing yourself. That's the old paradigm. That's how you've always worked. And let's make this a faith experience. She ended up creating $87,000 of sales laying on her back for three weeks. That's doing nothing. Yes. Well, because we it's that it's that doing energy yes that we that, get tripped up with that creates blocks versus yes. the being energy especially when we're aligned and really being authentically us and learning how to soften and open and receive which is a completely different energy which i had to struggle with as a performer and a high achiever high achievers we don't know how to well we don't until we learn um we don't naturally know how to rest and we don't understand what that means and rest even meaning not just sleep but meaning like rest in our work um and and let it flow from us in the beauty and the creativity that it needs to rather than like what you're saying just trying to and, and holding on to that when we drop that old story and we are no longer living under that you know the sometimes it's trauma sometimes it's you know whatever all kinds experience. of stuff yeah, yeah. Right. then it's amazing when our body hits that place of flow and alignment and it's so fun to help people go there. Like oh my gosh! Did with her, then think it, it it unlocks and unleashes a bun like a a river of abundance that you can't even begin to create for yourself. Yeah. Well, and it's it's paradoxical because she used to do, you know, she's kind of in the business coaching transformational space, and so like for example, she had this like twelve week program. And so the work I did with her, it wasn't adding, it was subtracting, it was aligning and refining, right? And so I literally would go through, okay, week one, and I could feel intuitively and energetically. And I'm like, you don't want to do that. Why is that in there? And it was like, mean, I don't have, no, chop it off. And so there was so much chopping, chopping, chopping. So, 
and anytime she, 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 cause I've worked with her so long. Now she's on a, like a retainer where she just, you know, once a month or whatever. And now, so now she works basically three days a week. She's married to a fabulous man. She's, you know, seven figures and she'll call me and say, oh, my sales are kind of lagging a little bit. And I'm like, okay, tune in, boom, boom, boom. And within 30 minutes, we've, we've opened it. But, but the work was instead of adding more strategy, because high achievers don't need more strategy. They need more alignment. We're not missing something. We're not, we don't need more. Yes. <laughs> we yes. need less. We just need to be in who we are. Yes. yes. And so, so I keep her, I'll, and sometimes I look at her offers like, okay, why is that front end there? Because that doesn't work for who you're trying to attract, right? Like, cause we get, we like, we get swept into the, well, the marketing gurus are saying, no, no, shh, don't listen to that. Listen to the guidance, you know, and sometimes it's hard to tune into your own. And so that's what, so that's been so fun. Cause so the way I look at it, Connie, it's about like alignment, aligning to what yours is to do. And then being the embodiment of that. And there was a time when she was just kind of nailing it. And she was saying, yeah, but I'm not as known as so-and-so once, you know, the big multi seven figure people. And I was like, you will be because your little slice. So you need to be talking about your little slice, like the way you do it, what your beliefs are. Like, I just, I want you to show people your lifestyle because that's the promise, what you're promising. And I kind of think she's there now. And so, so it's, it's like, how do you embody? If you're going to say you're, you know, a lifestyle entrepreneur, whatever it is, like, you have to be the embodiment of that all. So you can't then say, I want this and then have programs or have offerings or be working in a way that is contradictory, right? So it's really like getting the identity of like, okay, who am I? And then trust, 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 trust. Because it's it, you have to break the programming of the hustle grind mentality, right? That's so true. Yes, it is. That is the hardest thing for it, it doesn't it's so counterintuitive it doesn't make any sense because high achievers the more we do the more success we have and and that was one of the biggest things in my own transformation is understanding that it's actually the less i do the more i am the more i am aligned with who i really am and what really matters to me the more gets done for me and the more impact I have and the more results I see. And it is, but it just doesn't make sense until you're, but you have to be at a point where you're willing to do something different or follow and let someone else walk that path with you who's walked it before. Cause it's too hard to do on your own. Oh, you can't. There's no way. It's, it's the, old, the old monkey mind will default to totally. I just need to do more. Right? Well, and it's just patterns. It's just, it's you're just going to, you're just walking that same well-worn path through the woods and you're going to keep walking it because that's all, you know, you know, and everything in you, because you haven't readjusted your intuition and your, your, um, your own wise guide inside to know what is enough and what is too much. It, you, so you don't know, you don't know until you, until you shift that. Oh, no, I, one of the tenets of my business is faith, trust, and surrender. Because I remember years ago, and you'll relate to this, I was I was doing therapy with somebody and she, poor woman, had gotten fired and it really kind of sort of got screwed. And she was rich, she's just devastated. So she comes to me and 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 I was trying to say, I said, So do you have like 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 a higher power or spirituality? She goes, Oh no, no, I'm an atheist. And I remember just like falling back in my chair and going in my head, like, well shit, you're on your own then. Meaning that's gotta be really hard. And I'm not just like that's, that's not like, there's no judgment about that. But my perspective is I have to have the faith 
that if I surrender, if I trust like, wow, I'm so tired, I need to break, or I need to focus on my boys, or I need, I need to stop now. If I'm guided, I have to trust that there's something, there's a God or universe or life, there's something bigger than me that is going to support that. And so for me, faith, trust, and surrender, like if you're not, if you don't have that, it's really hard to step into that next level because all the old part of you, like the little lizard brain that's going to, you know, like, ah, we got to do more. Like you're going to be freaking out. Right. And so every single thing that happens to me, it's like, wow. Okay. I mean, last year, last year was the hardest year. I worked the least amount I've ever worked um, because my son was so sick for six months. And then, and then I broke my finger, had bad hand surgery. I'm like, really, really? Like I needed more. And I ended the year with more money in the bank account than I've ever had. And I'm like, how the heck did I, because I gave myself, there was no choice. I literally could not work. I saw my clients, but I did no marketing. I didn't, I was absent basically. And I'm like, how do we have all this? I have thousands in my checking account. And like, I was totally taken care of because I made the commitment. This is where I have to be. I have to be. I listened. And so faith, trust, and surrender. And that I, that is my like principles for everything. So so you have to start developing, like, if there's no money or not enough money in the bank, and yet I'm called to do that, can I trust that, that the money will appear so that, like, that's, that's the, it's a, it's a journey. It's, so to me, business is a spiritual journey. It, it's such a spiritual journey. And I'm so glad, I want, to, I, want to, I want to come back to that in just a minute, because I was writing something the other day about why spirituality is so important in business. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, yes, and, yes, I yes. mean, you can't like, you can't pull it, can't pull it out. You know, and you can't separate the two. But so I want to talk about that a little bit more. But also um, when you said, oh, and my mind just went blank. What was I going to, it'll, it'll come back to me in just a second. Um, you had said something that, oh, it was so good too. I don't remember, but let's, I'll think of it in just a second. You were, well, what were you talking about? You were saying faith, um, trust and surrender, faith, trust and surrender. Oh, goodness. Spirituality. Oh, I hate when that happens. <laughs> Go ahead and let's talk about in spirituality and business and let's, let's, we'll come back to it. Cause I know it'll come up at some point, but, um, but let's, you know, I was, uh, like I said, it's so hard to like, you know, it, that's more of that same thinking of that old thinking, those old stories of when you think that, well, you have to have this MBA in business to be a business coach and you have to have corporate experience. And really, when really the spirituality piece is the biggest piece in business, in business coaching, you know, it is so important. And because without it, you don't, you, you're, you're using strategies and formulas and you're so limited. So talk about, you know, and like you said already, um, faith, trust, and surrender is, are the, the important elements in that. But like, are any other um, wisdom about spirituality with business and, and why we use that so much? Why that's so important? I feel like there are two different kinds of business owners and there's no judgment, but we're talking to one group. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I, my soul has a mission and I'm its little bitch, basically. <laughs> and, and I like, I, I allowed myself, and that's not, I'm not a victim here. I went bankrupt instead of getting a job because I knew that I was supposed to be in this path. Like I sacrificed so many things because my soul was like, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. Trust God, trust God, trust God. Like, and so, and there are people that are just in the, just having a business for the money part of it. And that's fine. That's their contribution. But the people that you and I serve have known, know in their bones, and they might not be able to articulate it, but they know they're here for a greater purpose. 
And so for me, there's something inside that they they know there's more and they're just dying to find out what that is. So what I say is you went through all that to show up today. Like, you know, people are saying we are born for these times, like all the stuff you went through. This is it. And so for me, I say my business is my ministry. So, so I serve the world. My mission in the world is to the people that I'm entrusted to serve. How can I elevate them? How can I nourish them to get get their work out in the world? Now, what that means though, is I have to be a, a steward of that vision. And for me to be the steward means I got to work on myself. I can, you know, if God sees me as, as a beloved, if God sees me as perfect, whole and complete, how dare I show up and say, oh, who am I? That's right. What's that Marianne Williamson quote about that, you know, who, who are you not to be? You know? <laughs> and so that for me, like the most, I've had bazillions of business coaches, like we all, we all do. The greatest coach I have is my minister slash spiritual coach. Oh, Totally. Because, because the reminder, you know, and I will share this. I'll just share it because this is a really important, and just this important message. All the stuff I went through, my son was so sick last year. Like he, he had this weird out of the blue mental illness breakdown, like, like six months of psychosis, delusional. And I'm the only parent who's living at home. And Connie, it was, it was terrifying. Like, I can't even tell you. I like, it was, it was, I was trying, I had literally a PTSD from it. Six months of this. And I had COVID badly on top of it. So there was one point when I literally, I, I remember Richard is my coach. I, I reached out to him and I'm sobbing. And I said, Richard, this is going to kill me. It's going like this stress. I can't, it's like, I can't, it's going to kill me. And he said, the God in you is bigger than the stuff in your life. And I was like, what, what? Like, wait, I don't, uh, you know, cause at that point, the stuff in my life was, was I, it was taking me down, right? And so that moment of coaching expanded me such that I could connect the hardest thing I've ever lived through. And yet I could transcend it and just go, oh, there's comfort, there's grace, there's a way out. I'm not alone. And so you don't have to have a minister to say that to you. And I'm not a minister, but I'm a minister. That's You're a it. minister, right? Uh, same and way. So, yeah, same here. And so I, the work you and I do is we expand our people to the, 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 the potential of them and pass their small thinking and their small lives and their histories, like grow into the next version of you. That's it. I always say, I see people. I don't see, God has given me this innate ability and you too, probably this innate ability. It's, it's in, I mean, it is like, I can't, it's nothing I could ever do on my own. He's given me this ability to see people the way that he sees them, the way that they were created to be, not who they are today, but so I can call people up into who they were made to be by listening to their heart and listening to them talk and listening to their story and listening to versus just staying in those old stories and old patterns that have that they've that have convinced them of this is all I am. And this is all I'll ever have. And this is what, but yet I feel that yearning inside for more. And I know there's more, but I'm not, I don't know how to get there. So I just believe that'll never happen for me. Well, I say, no way it will happen for you. We just got to close the gap. (laughs) Right. Right. I know know what I was going to say a few minutes ago. I was perfect. And you were talking about how I knew it would come back when you were talking about um, how you had uh, that you worked less and you were, you know, had such a rough year and you had more money than ever. That whole bit right there is the very 
thing that, you know, plus coaching is more expensive than therapy. Um, there's a reason for that. Um, and, and we can talk about the reasons, um, but what I hear so often is when people who don't really understand the power of coaching, they've never experienced it and they don't understand the true transformation of it at all levels, um, they don't see the value of it. And so they think that all they can see is how expensive it is. And what, and, and that's the other thing that I was going to say is what I see so many times for my clients too. And for your clients, I'm sure you've seen this over the years. And now I don't even think twice about it because I just know it's going to happen. The other thing is if they feel called, what you said is I, I answered the call. I felt, I listened and I, I heard that I was supposed to step back. And so that's what I wanted to say about coaching. If the other thing is, if I have learned you know, I mean, because I've spent thousands of dollars on coaching and continue to and didn't have it either. Didn't have any idea where it was going to come from. <laughs> but but that's not we don't do things because we see resources in front of us. We we answer the call and we have faith and trust that it is going to appear. And so I say that to my clients all the time, you know, you take leaps even in the work that you choose to do because you feel it being called inside of you at a very deep level. And you just know that you need somebody to help you walk out to close that gap or to get to that neck, to call you up into that next thing that you're, you're, you know, you're called to be and can't get there yourself. And that's not bad that you don't know how to get there on your own, but um, it's, it's just, it's, we all need each, we need, we need different gifts and different people who walk us through things, um, who have that anointing. But so I always, you know, and I, and I, and I'm sure you see this too, that magical things happen when people listen to that call inside themselves to, to, to honor that need to take the leap and move into coaching. And I have it happen all the time. I, you know, clients one on after the other having huge increases in business the minute they decided to and they could have they weren't doing anything different nothing changed they just answered the call they answered the call inside of them and when that when we do that we have no idea what gets unlocked I could talk about this for hours <laughs> just you know because I've dealt with it in myself I was scared to death to pull that trigger I had no idea where that money was going to come from the first time but doggone if I didn't have the best year of, I've ever had in business when I finally did it 10 10 years ago and doubled my revenue and within two months had all my debt paid off, not just my coaching debt, but all my debt paid off. Wow. That's nice, the kind of nice. stuff that, that you and I see all the time that we can't, but people have to be willing to take leaps and answer that call inside. It's the faith, trust, and surrender. It's so it is, true. It is, yeah. Gosh, it's so true. Um, and it's, it's just so fun to see it happen, isn't it? I mean, like, you know, that when, or I know, I mean, we know that when we are, you know, requiring something of someone that we're not, that we're leveling them up in the requirement that we're asking of them. You know, if, if you're answering this call to work with me or to work with you or to work with, you know, to whoever it may be, or to do that program or to do this, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. Then it's so fun to see the breakthrough happen. But anyway, oh, it's just so good. Well, and I know we've got to go in just a minute, but I, I could just talk to you all day. Um, 
So um, to, it, any other wisdom, any other, um, you've shared so many gems of, of just incredible wisdom, but is there anything else that you want to share that you just kind of want to say to that person out there who's on the fence, who knows that there's more, who is, you know, is like tired of the struggle. They're tired of just kind of staying stuck and in, in the small, uh, playing small. What do you, what do you want to say to them today? I, I had a career of not owning my value. And so I work with people that that's, you know, and I, and now, now the women I work with more own their value, but, but I think that is a universal at, you know, at whatever level you're at, you're like, Whoa, can I even, you know, there's that, there's that value piece. And here's what I want you to remember. Cause a lot of us do the, who am I? It's already been done. Tony Robbins already said that. Well, there's so many people in the market, blah, blah, blah. And here's what I want you to know. And I want you to feel this in your body. There's somebody that's praying for you. Literally somebody is is hitting their pillow on their knees, driving in their car going, God, please, please, please. And that could be you. And how dare you play small? How dare you let your little inner voices or your history, because you are the answer to somebody's prayer, whether you believe you are or not. You, I believe we have soul agreements. You are fated to work with somebody. So if that gets like, that's the thing, even if I, you know, if I help, I can be like, ah, I'm like, uh-uh, no. You are the answer to somebody's prayer. And just feel that in your body. That to me, that shifts everything. It's like, okay, if I'm the answer to prayer, I got to show up for that assignment. And I'm going to show right? up. And so that's the work. I don't know, have to know, have to know how it's going to happen. That's not your job. <laughs> I don't have to know. Yeah, exactly. Just say yes. And then trust, surrender, and have faith that, that there's someone there who also feels the calling to and and has the anointing inside of them to walk that path out with you to call you up into and to help you know how to do it because it's too hard to do on your own that's amazing amen yes absolutely <laughs> uh well thanks so much for joining us today is there anything else that we'll, we'll do the um we'll have on your in the show notes um how they can contact you um anything that you want them to know about about in, anything that you've got going on that you're excited about right now but you know i'm super excited because i'm creating a soulfully aligned messaging summit because uh, messaging is really hard to nail right and and so so i've I have got wonderful speakers and it's just, and it was really soulfully lined for me to do this summit. So I'm having a lot of fun with collaboration and um, because messaging is an inner game and it's an identity piece. It's an embodiment piece. It's all of it. Like getting that right. How you speak about what you do, how you So I love that piece of it. And, you know, having come from a kind of a slow year last year, I'm like, oh, I'm back and I'm playing with friends. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm so excited. Oh my God. Like every day. Yeah, it is. It's been really super fun. So yeah. I love that. Thank you. That that alignment piece is so, so, so important as is messaging because that's something that everybody struggles with. (laughs) We always, it it is, it's an ongoing honing. It's a honing, (laughs) a honing of that. Well, thank you again for being with us today. And, um, and we just, we really appreciate it. And you guys, I hope that you were as blessed, um, and, and as, as I was today and, um, and that this inspired you and empowered you to let that, warrior, that powerful divine warrior inside of you awaken and that you are not going to allow anything to hold you back anymore, that you know there's more for you. And so answer that call 
And, um, and, and let's step into who you were created to be and the, the impact and the purpose and the fulfillment and the freedom that you were created for in your life. Thanks for joining us today. If this blessed you, please share it with someone that you love or that you feel like it will help. And we will see you right back here on the next episode of the Warrior Us podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me today on the Warrior Arise podcast. I hope you were inspired and empowered to live and lead bravely, freely, and authentically you. I look forward to our next episode together, and I invite you to subscribe to be notified of new episodes as they are released. If this podcast impacted you, share it with a friend or a loved one. Also, please write a review on iTunes.